Welcome back to Latchkey Lancers. Last session, our players were thrown into chaos as the transport ship they were taken to Pollux fell under attack from an unidentified group of mechs. Delora D. Bomb, aka Sugar, managed to keep herself from being sucked into the vacuum of space by using bombs, because of course she did. She also happened to get a helping hand from Deluge Solomon, who provided the keys to some spare mechs he had tucked away in the loading bay for an unexplained reason. The players made their way to the loading bay to commandeer the spare mechs and quickly engage the pirates. Although they took a few hits themselves, they were making good work of the enemies. We rejoin the players today as they fight these two mechs as well as a mysterious third contender that had just torn through the loading bay ceiling with ease. It looks vaguely like a mech, but the shifting forms and rolling black mist that surrounds it obscures its features. Simply speaking, this mech has all of the charm and ominous appearance of a sleep paralysis demon. It's a walking nightmare. Uh, and I just realized uh, upon editing the, the, uh, the first episode that I completely forgot to have everybody introduce themselves um, because I'm terrible. Uh, so here we go. Uh, the players, let's start with uh, Blue Pigs. Hey guys, my name is Blue Pigs. I'm uh, playing Draxus K. His last name is still unknown to everybody. Uh, I am piloting the rerouter. I'm the uh, tech handy computer engineer of the group. So I'm Wade or Smalls, whichever you want to call me. I'm kind of the tanky boy. Um, I'm playing Gas. That's about all it is. I'm just big meat shield so i don't know if the vocals came through all weird for everybody else they uh, have been okay so just if you could repeat that last part uh smalls your character's name is what and you're piloting the what now i am uh glasgow and uh i am piloting um basically just a big meat shield from the tank that's how the character is designed in my opinion all right, excellent. And last but not least, Sugar. Hello. Uh, I play... This is... Oh, God. Can we start this over again? <laughs> He'll edit it. He'll edit. <laughs> just, just killing it over here, you know? See, I'm going to uh, say I'm going to edit it out. I'm actually crossing my fingers. <laughs> you just can't see that because it's a podcast. Right. Uh, hi there. I'm Stephanie. I play Miss Dolora Bomb. And uh, if it involves explosives of any kind, I'm in. All right, excellent. So uh, let's hop right back in. Everybody has ComCon pulled up, right? Everybody uh, have their HP and uh, equipment where it needs to be? Hope so. I think mm -hmm. I'm still on round four. Yeah, I'm good to go. I think it was round four. Three? It's round three. Yeah, we haven't started round four yet. Okay, cool. That makes sense then. All right, excellent. So, uh, players, the scene is yours. We pick up in combat with these two mechs you were uh, fighting previously, as well as the third super scary um, mech that just entered the scene. Uh, who's going first? I'm simply just going to look down and say, what the hell is that? to make sure if it didn't draw anyone's attention to it, that all of our attention is noticing the giant nightmare that just fell from the sky. I would hope that it would. Um, it tore through the ceiling, so there was like a, a considerable amount of debris that fell to either side of the container that, it's, uh, th that it dropped down on. It seemed to be the very same container 
that the two mechs were paying attention to earlier. They seem to be strapping something to the uh, to the sides and to the top of it. But yeah, I mean, pretty much anybody that didn't have their mech turned off would would see this thing on their sensors. Although their sensors would not, at this point, uh, be able to clearly identify it. That's fair. Okay. Well, um, if no one else wants to go first, I can go. But yeah, uh, point point of order, DM. Um, I think on the last one, I was able to puppet this um, this mech closer to Glasgow. And so, you taking heat? I think the um, the invade technique that I did, he had a he had a move left. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, I do not recall if I'd actually chosen to take that heat instead, though. No, you you chose to let me move him, and I think I I, I forced him into Glasgow's um, heavy charge blade, so I, I think he was closer. Okay, I'll just go ahead and move him a couple spaces over to the to the side. Now that glowing blue light there, that is to the right of Glasgow's mech, that is that shield. Yeah, that's my double shield. Mm-hmm. So he is no longer protected by that shield uh, right, but i fine. guess i could also fairly say that this mech is no longer protected from glasgow from that shield yes <laughs> okay well then if that's the case and he's right there i'm going to go ahead and barrage first with my heavy charge braid and then with my tactical melee weapon all right what'd you roll <clears throat> 17 without the added bonuses for my heavy <laughs> that- charge blade That'll, so that'll do that it. Hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it will be five points of damage, armor piercing. Oh, excellent. So that's one, two, three, four, five. That is a considerable uh, blow. He, I mean, he, you all had been laying into this guy before, mm-hmm. but he is now uh, looking like he's on one of his last, uh, on his last leg. Perfect. Okay. Well, let's see if I can finish him off real quick. Let's do it. Uh, that's a 15 without the bonuses. That will which also Which I think that's just it. 16 with bonus, but that's beside the point. Okay. Oh, and it's five damage again, but this is not armor piercing. All right. How do you uh, take this guy out? Yeah, those are heavy hits. So, yeah, uh, first I'm going to, with the heavy charge blade, I, as he turns to look at me, I'm going to shout... You and then I'm gonna just kind of lower the heavy charge thing down in a vertical slash, and as it connects to the ground below him, with I guess kind of an open chest cavity type situation, I'm going to horizontally slash with my tactical melee blade in a kind of a horizontal slashing stabby motion. You know what I mean? Kind of like a like a hook that's like a pierce rather than a slice. Does that make sense? And uh, into yeah the potentially open chest cavity to finish him off. Rough. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, th- there was a decent amount of armor surrounding this dude, but with all of the the, the shredding and hacking and, and damage that you all had inflicted last session to it, uh, over half of the guy's health was already gone. Uh, and through these multiple slashes, it, you can't really identify the pilot at this point because multiple sections of the hole from the... Uh, it was like an energy sword, right? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of melted parts of the inner cavity because those sections are never supposed to be exposed to that kind of energy or heat. You know, like in the best circumstances, the pilot would, would never be that warm. Uh, it's now a humbling, uh, just a 
a bunch of scrap metal on the ground, partially melted, you know that that thing is dead. Okay. It's a scrap heap. Perfect. Okay, and that basically would be my two main main abilities since I barraged, right? Like, it would take up for move and for the attack, correct? Uh, I think you still get to move. Okay. I actually failed mm-hmm. to pull up the yeah. PDF here. Yeah, so if you, once if you barrage, once, you still got that move button. So once, okay, once, well, I don't want to move. So once per scene with initi- uh, with my initiative, um, I can do a quick action as a free action. And the reason why I'm asking that is I don't know how the repair stuff works. If that's like a full round action or if that's a quick action or what. I'm looking it up. That's I the can't... only confusing thing I have right now. Let's see. The only thing I know of is stabilize. It's a full full action, and it allows you to choose to use one of your repairs to store all HP. I don't know if there's something quicker. All I can seem to pull up on here are full repairs. But there's no... I, I wouldn't think that that's a quick action, though. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. I feel like that would be like a full round turn because I have like replacement parts, but that requires me resting. So I probably cannot heal. And that's fine. I'm just, I was just curious. Um, okay. That well, might be something that's done in between combat. Okay. Well, if that's the case, I'm just going to go ahead and move myself down. Just one space, maybe to get a little bit more cover since the angle that guy's in, and brace myself behind the barricade. Does that okay, make sense? Okay, so I don't think you can actually brace uh, unless you're just narratively bracing. Yeah, it's just kind of like a narrative. Like I'm kind of like crouching <clears throat> behind it to try to get more cover, but it's probably not going to work. I'm okay. <laughs> well, you do have that shield there, so you at a minimum have soft cover. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, if that mech were in between you and the big scary guy on top of the container, you definitely would have uh, at a minimum soft cover. But if you were to like lay down prone behind either the shield or the scrap heap, uh, that'd be full cover. Yeah, I couldn't grapple to move that mech, could I? I would say you can move that scrap heap, but you wouldn't be able to do that on this turn. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I meant this turn. I know I can in the future. I meant this turn. So that should conclude my turn then. Yeah, I mean, because you did that barrage action that basically Mm -hmm. takes up all of your... um, uh, I mean, you wouldn't even be able to do a repair this round if it was a quick or full action unless you overcharged, or I guess you had that free action you were talking about. Yeah, it would be a quick action. So if I could do that, it's once first scene I can do that, but it's just whether or not since grappling is kind of a an attack type situation. I don't know if that would work since I technically did a barrage. Uh, not for moving a scrap heap, but I wouldn't say that that's a that you would have to contest it. It would just be a matter of uh, using some action economy for it. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll use my initiative then to use that as a quick action and just try to basically just manipulate that to the right adjacent to like directly south of my blue shields. Does that make sense? But let me roll to make sure I can do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, I rolled an 11 on the dice. I don't know if we're doing the whole above 10. I'm not going to add up if I don't have to, but if you want me to, I will. Um, well, go ahead and add all your stuff to it because I would say that this is risky. Because okay. you're just, you're, in order to drag something in that direction, you do kind of need to turn your back to that other assailant. Yeah, I just add the, the plus one from whatever it is, right? What's it called? Player grit or whatever it is. You, your I grit guess. doesn't apply to oh, mech rolls. I don't know right? if I have a strength. So, what uh, you could, Attack bonus, I got, I don't, that wouldn't apply here because it's a, no, but you all sh- you should have uh, what's it called? Uh, is it background or talent? I think it's Ta- talent. I'm trying to just find that on. You think? Yeah, it's where it has brawler, leader, or combined arms. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I don't think any I of those are going to. Of, yeah. Yeah. It would just the only thing I could think of would have been the uh, a, attack bonus, but it doesn't really apply. Mm-hmm. So we'll just go with eleven. Okay, so you are able to just kind of pull that uh, okay. that scrap heap around. All right, so we've got three players and three mechs on the field. So at this point, I am going to have one. We of the still enemy. have three mechs. Isn't one dead? Oh yeah, you did just kill that one. Uh, so one of you all. Can go if you would like. Um, sugar, up to you. Um, I'm thinking I I just want to deal with this little bazooka. Wash it. Yeah. Wash <laughs> it. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to move from where I'm standing. He is three spaces to my left. So. Uh, I'm gonna try to hit him with my, uh, Shiranga missiles. Alrighty, does this require a reload? Because I think the, when we had last left off, you had missed your last shot, and it partially, uh, messed up so, those hangar doors behind you. Um, I believe that I, I, so these are the Sharanga missiles, the other ones mm-hmm. were the missile racks. Which are different. The one, the missile racks requires me to load them, but not the Sharanga missiles. Okay. Excellent. Go for it. Okay. Um, so. Ooh, that's a 12 total. A 12 total is not going to do it. Oh my God, he's such a Oof. pain in my ass. <laughs> so an- another round of those Sharanga missiles uh, fly by him and just pound again into that hangar door. And that, uh, th- th- there is now a sizable gap and air is starting to escape uh, past this initial door here. And uh, y- you hear and feel a shift in the pressure of the room as air is rapidly escaping and then repressurizes on the opposite side. So it's not like it's continuously escaping at this point. There seems to be at least another cavity that's uh, keeping it from going straight into space. Uh, Okay. Um... Uh, I think that's 
going to have to be my turn for now. And uh, I hope to goodness I, I hit him next turn. You don't have anything else you can do? I mean, that was a... Uh, I can... Well, I mean, I could try to go for a missile rack attack. Just one of them, as opposed to both. Well, because you, you hadn't moved. And Correct. the Sharonga missiles, how, how much action economy does that use? Uh, I did it as a skirmish. So it was half a turn. Okay, I mean, you, you can just uh, stay there if you'd like. Yeah, no, I don't want to move because last time you said that because he's following me around, there was some kind of something that um, made it harder for me to move or something like that. Like, it was difficult terrain. And then plus, wherever he is, like, he's just going to follow. And, uh, yeah, it just, it just, whatever you had said last time didn't make moving a good idea to me for some reason. That's what I remember. Gotcha. I'm just reviewing this real quick. Uh, I think what you're referencing is the point defense. No, uh, the point defense screen is a character that the trigger is a character in range three makes an attack, which would be you. It's within range three. Uh, and then the effect is that the interceptor, uh, which is the uh, Phoenix one that you're engaged with, Sugar, uh, the interceptor makes a contested attack roll. If they win, the attack automatically misses. Uh, I failed to do that, so we're just going to ignore that for this time around. Um, and the interceptor mark, I think I had applied that to you, hadn't I? Because that makes sense. Yeah. As long as yeah, they're within range three of the marked character, they can move an equal number of spaces whenever that character moves, and that character has a plus two difficulty on attacks against characters outside range three. Uh, so basically, if you were trying to attack anybody except for him, you'd have a plus two difficulty right. on it. Yeah. Which means that this little man needs to go. <laughs> yeah, so if you move somewhere, he's going to follow you somewhere, or he can just move equal spaces as what you moved in a different direction. Which is just only going to make it a, at a disadvantage for me if I'm trying to attack something else. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, I just, I just need to try and take him out. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so that concludes your turn then. Would you yes. want to, would you want to lock on to him for next time? I mean, it's, that's not, Oh, maybe for you. Yeah, sure. I'll lock on. So it's, it's a half action and, yeah, sure. Yeah. So I'll lock on to him um, in hopes that maybe Rerouter can do something with that if I hit him next turn. No, I think that's a quick tech, isn't it? Yep. So that means that there has to be some kind of roll against a... No, not for lock-on. Not for lock-on? No, okay. they just, you digitally mark it and they just gain it. Okay, I am looking for the lock-on. And there it is. Everybody else see the condition on there? Yep. Excellent. He is locked on. Anything else? Uh, no, sir. That's it for me. Excellent. So I'm going to end your turn in ComCon. And this big scary guy on top of the container is going to take his turn. Uh, so like I was saying before, this guy is uh, terrifying looking. Anyone with common sense would realize that uh, this guy might be a little bit out of their league. Uh, just for fair warning there. I actually have the wrong person selected. That's why it looks weird. 
So let's see. I had one that I wanted to do. Where is it? Oh, so I guess first he's going to uh, activate his, or I guess this is just an effect, the sliver shielding. Uh, so he is going to be invisible. Fuck. That's just, that's lovely. Yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and leave his token there. Um, because invisible in this game, it doesn't actually, like, keep you all from being able to see him. Because now his token's gone for you all, right? Right. Yeah, so you all still know approximately where he is, but the effect of invisibility is that all attacks against an invisible character are automatically have a 50% chance of missing. So before you actually roll your attack, you need to roll, well, basically flip a coin. And if it doesn't get, uh, so like let's say if you roll a 1d20, if it doesn't get 11 or above, it's just going to miss. If you get 10 or below, is going to hit. Or you, you, it's not going to hit, but you have an opportunity to roll an attack. Does that make sense? Understood. Okay, so that's the first thing that's going to happen. And this guy has a lot of stuff. So he is going to use a quick tech against Glasgow. As expected. As expected. You're the closest one to him, and you just killed one of his guys. Yep. Um, so what I need to do... Let me roll back up here to the top. You should get that soft cover. It's a difficulty. Is that for tech attacks? <laughs> no, tech attacks ignore cover. Yep. But I think we... Clear that up last uh, session, didn't we? Yep. Um, so I need to roll. Uh, let's see. How about sugar? How about you roll the 1d20 for me and let me know what you get? Okay. Ooh, that's a nat 20. Dang it. How does this keep <laughs> happening to me? I'm so sorry. The good, the, <laughs> the, the good news is tech attacks are exempt from crits. Oh, that's good. Uh, okay, so... Can't without... spam your email. You need <laughs> more than you can spam an email. Uh, so I'm not sure how to pronounce this. It's Ephialtis Strain. Uh, this guy is a Tier 3 Ultra, by the way, mechanically speaking. Um, this is not a fair fight. No, it's not. He also has a plus 6 uh, attack bonus for this particular thing oh, without man. any... Uh, that That's not considering accuracies or difficulties. That's just, just a plus six. So on a hit, the target becomes infected with an ontological virus, which lasts until the end of this scene. They take plus one difficulty on all attack rolls, and each failed attack roll they make causes them to take four heat. They may clear this infection either by passing a quick action system save with plus one difficulty, or by making an attack against an ally with an improvised attack or a weapon of their choice. This attack gains plus one accuracy instead of a plus one difficulty. 
God. Oh, so I either have to attack a partner or get a basically a save with the difficulty. Yeah, you have yeah. when you try to do that save, you have a difficulty to save, which is the where I roll twice, or is it just minus one no. to the roll? So basically, you just yeah, you also roll a d6 and you subtract that from your d20 roll. Okay. Okay. So that is, and I, I think activating that invisibility counts as like a quick action. Does that sound correct, Blue Pigs? I'm I'm not entirely sure. I know hiding is a half action, mm-hmm. and, and hide is just like another. Um, um they go hand in hand, but I, I know if you are invisible, you can always hide regardless of cover. But it's a. I'm not sure. I'm not sure is the answer. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So I'll just go ahead and count it as a quick action for now because it, it's not like he's lacking things to fuck you all up with. Cool. Uh, so we, hey, I've given you a fair warning. This is a tier three ultra. Okay, that's fair warning. Plus, you still have this other mech to deal with. So I'll go ahead and say that that concludes... Uh, that part of his, yeah, you know, so there's there no move. damage out of that. It's just I just basically got screwed. So this guy is all about just making life difficult and giving you all difficult choices on how you want to resolve these uh, these situations. So that can be either you dealing the damage to the teammates for him, or he can just directly deal damage, or he can take damage to yourself. So this is all about difficult choices rather than just a beefy tank for you all to. Uh, hit with hammers until it dies, yep. you know? So, um, are you tracking your situation right now, Glasgow? Yeah. So pretty plus much one difficulty. My, next, my next turn, I'm either going to have to roll for the difficulty, which could cause me to take damage or attack somebody. Well, you take heat, which, but yeah. Well, heat, yeah. Yeah, plus one which difficulty. Which is heat, right? It was four heat. That's a yeah. shit ton of heat. Mm-hmm. But I lose the infection if I attack my teammate, correct? Yes. Or roll correct on the other. Right. Yeah, so you can resolve it by attacking somebody with a plus one accuracy, or you can try and do that system save with a difficulty. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much the, the sum of it. But then if you try to attack him anyway, it's a plus one difficulty. And if you fail to hit him, then you take four heat. And then keep in mind, he is invisible, so you automatically have a And that's just during miss. the infection or even without the infection? That that is with the infection. Okay, so if I get rid of the infection, I won't have to do that. Okay, cool. Correct. All right, yeah, I, I think I'm caught up. Okay, that's going to conclude his turn. All right. Scripts go. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Um, I, I, at least on my screen, I, I thought I positioned myself. I can't see his marker. Um, the line of sight for me is that I'm tucked in. I don't know where I was, but somewhere here where I can't see him. Um. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do was hide. Okay, and That's, can you can you just uh, quickly explain what hide is for uh, everybody's refresher and the uh, audience? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with hiding, you're just obscuring the position of your mech. Um, you do need to kind of have something that you know it, you can't really hide behind a car in a mech. That doesn't work. You need a building. Fortunately, I'm I'm between two giant scaffolding full of boxes and cargo containers. Uh, hopefully, the DM thinks this is obscuring enough. Uh, when you hide, you just get additional hidden status. Um, it makes it kind of hard to find you. Scanners actually have to work to find you. 
It's not like a heartbeat sensor in Call of Duty where people just know where you are. So um, kind of just gives you that ability to move around a little bit better without being a target. Anything else you want to do? Yes, I'm marking this off on the CompCon. Uh, super easy when it comes up, it starts taking away your, um, like, oh, you already use half your turn, that kind of thing. So now that I'm hidden, I'm going to use my infiltrator talent. Um, and I'm going to technically step out here. Um, I need to be here instead. Just want to make sure I can uh, move there. And if not, I do have a free boost. So long with some uh, the sinister rage of uh, Mr. Scary. Is that his name? <laughs> I suppose for now. But um, when you say you, you wanted to move here, you're doing what? You're, you're coming out from behind the, the scaffolding out next to Glasgow. Uh, just keep in mind, the, the audience can't see what yeah, you're referencing when you say here. So... Um, I'm moving out very quickly in, in, the, in the heat of this combat. Um, I'm watching just the systems light up on my friends. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. Oh, this is terrible. Um, because I'm hidden, uh, I'm an infiltrator class with my talent, though. I'm able to pop out and pop back in as long as I do that all within one turn. Basically, I was just a ghost in the corner of your, of your lens there. Um, so ghost, ghost in the shell. That's, that's it. That's, that's what I'm going for mm -hmm. here. So I'm going to... Uh, take my movement out from the scaffolding. I'm trying to do as quick as possible. I'm now within range of Mr. Scary. Um, and I'm going to um, make a tech attack against him. So this is against my E-defense, correct? This will be against your E-defense. Give that, that, that D20 here. Um, I do have an accuracy. Because of my core systems that are still up, the hyperspec fuel injector. Okay. And in addition here, um, if I hit, there's some extra caveats here. So right now I've got a 14. That does not come close. Okay. <laughs> Well, um, that's awful. Okay. Well, well that, that was stay here. Yeah. Uh, what I'm doing is uh, as soon as I figure out that that's not working, um, I'm going to give Glasgow a, a boost. I'm going to bolster you. Then you okay. have now a plus two accuracy on the next skill check or save they make between now and the end of your turn. Okay. So hopefully you can purge your system of that uh that shit all right i'm gonna take my my free boost back into cover uh yep that'll work for me and i think i'm still 15 away you know i'm gonna actually hide behind behind glasgow on the scrap heap here if i was if i was getting behind we need to come up with a game plan glasgow is a good bit of safety for me and i will use initiative once a scene i can take any quick action as a free action and knowing this hacking's not working boosting my friend to purchase system but there's still the annoying fucking wasp back there and i'm going to use a mortar 
You're going to uh, use a mortar next turn? This turn. I'm, I'm consuming the initiative. It lets me take any quick action as a free action. Okay. Um, I only can do it once, so I hope this fucking counts. I'm using mortar, which normally has uh, a difficulty die attached to it, but thankfully, Sugar decided to lock on. So I'll get uh, one extra accuracy to that. So I have two accuracy on on that safe, and you yes. also have one. But I have one difficulty, one. so yeah. technically I'll have one accuracy, or do I just have no. to roll three times? Yeah, because you can still oh, get a crap, six and a yeah, two that makes ones. Two ones. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Or in your case, always twos, right? Yeah, um, always. Well, that's on <laughs> a d twenty. <laughs> I got uh, a nineteen to hit, and that is for the for the uh, wasp. Gotcha for the little interceptor over there. Uh, a 19 will do it. And actually, he did have... Uh, uh, did you consume that lock-on as well? I did, which, which okay. means... would would um, Yeah, I, I did. Okay, so I'm just going to remove that real quick. Okay, how much damage do you do? We're going to do um, four damage. Four damage. Respectable. But not enough. Not enough. That's okay. Uh, because I was hidden during all of this, and I have the infiltrator class, he is going to also suffer from uh, when I start my turn hidden and I do an attack roll of any type, it sends your target reeling on a hit. It becomes, er, he will become slowed and impaired and unable to take reactions if he doesn't make a successful hull save. Ooh. So meter beat that 10. Uh, Glasgow, you want to roll the d20 for me? Uh, sure. I suppose I will. <laughs> Let's see. I rolled a three. A awesome. Three. So is this contested or is this just a whole save? Just a whole save. Well, just he a... has a whole of two. So okay. what's the effect again? He is slowed, impaired, and unable to take reactions. Oh gosh! End of his next turn. Okay, impaired, slowed, and not able to take reaction. Oh, there's actually a marker for invisible. So I'm gonna go back over to this dude over here. For those at home, impaired makes it where he receives a difficulty on all attacks, saves, and skill checked. Um, so that'll definitely help out taking some of those. Um, whatever decides a bomb. <laughs> Thermite or flame or model top apple pie wants to throw that way. Yeah. Okay, so I have those on. Uh, oh, let me add that on CompCon as well. He's impaired and slowed. Impaired and slowed, no reactions. Impaired, slowed. I do not know. What is that? Stunned? I don't believe so, no. Okay, well, just remind me if I try to do a reaction with that guy that he can't do that because I don't know where to, to mark Will that do. right now. But uh, that concludes your turn. Um, no, I'm going to throw a protocol shield on between me and Mr. Scary. Okay, and what is the effect of a protocol shield? Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a project shield. A protocol is just a one thing. I, I'm going to endure some heat by using this, but basically all range or melee attacks between me Against him or him against me, gain plus two difficulty. The type three projected shield is that what you're talking about? 
Okay. Yeah. Well, if he's a tech attacker, it's kind of pointless, but because that's what I was thinking, the same thing. I hope that he's only a tech attacker. I'm not going to take a face full of metal to find out. Because <laughs> yeah, let's be real, in those situations, you might be better off of playing the Project Shield against your opponent. But I guess it's a little meta. So I, sh- I mean, your teammate, that's a little meta, so I should shut up. Well, no, I mean, there's a reasonable amount of, of meta, especially like considering Glasgow's experience as a special operator. Yeah, true. Uh, it, it, you know, th- there's a reasonable amount of meta. Like, uh, Sugar would probably know approximately how much explosives it takes to blow open a hangar door. Yeah. You know? Uh, so each within your, your all's uh, specialty field. But um, Super Scary Guy... Wait, uh... Super Scary script. Guy went... Yeah, so it'd be the, the little one right now, or no? Well, no, script, does that conclude your turn? Yes, sir. All right, excellent. I'm going to mark that as end turn. And Super Scary Guy has a second activation. He can go twice Ooh. per round. Ooh. So I'm going to go ahead and activate him real quick. He's going to use his movement to get over here. And what he is going to do... Seven movement? What the... F- oh, let me double check. Oh, okay. my gosh. Hold I don't on. know. He's a class three thing, dude. I'm- when your was, DM says, oh my gosh. No, I was looking <laughs> at his sensor thing and moved him 10. Oh. That that, that, that was my mistake. He needs to move three. Okay. Okay, so unfortunately you are within range now, Glasgow. Um, actually, let me see if I we can... We see a lot of the difficulties and stuff. <laughs> Let's so. see if you can hit me instead. Okay, cool, 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 cool. cool. Yeah, so uh, Glasgow is now within range. He, uh, th- this super scary guy, Mech, the nightmare, he just takes a few steps forwards, lifts one hand, and he's going to use liberation. So the nightmare chooses a hostile character in range and forces them to immediately, as a reaction, move their speed, your, your total speed, if necessary, but you're standing right next to script, so you don't really need to move. Uh, but move their speed and use up to two weapons to attack characters in range. Nice. The nightmare chooses the direction of this movement, the weapons used, and all targets. If the target has any equipped systems with the AI tag, these attacks also gain plus one accuracy. A character may ignore this effect by becoming stunned until the end of their next turn. What do you want to do? Do you want to be stunned until the end of your next turn? Or do you want to beat the shit out of script for me? Beat me, daddy. I think I want to hit him. Okay. But I just want to keep in mind here that uh, we do have combined arms. Um, so I don't know if that would even apply in this situation since I'm attacking him. But since we're connected, we're next to each other, we both count as each other's soft cover. Yeah, so you are treating script as hostile. Oh, okay, fair enough. At least for the effect of liberation. All right. Well, I know what you're getting hit with. Uh, so I actually get to choose. I know, and I already know what you're going to hit you. <laughs> so let <laughs> let me look over Glasgow's equipment real quick. <laughs> I, it'll be uh, the exact same thing I hit the other dude with. Yeah, I just... Uh, and that was the heavy charge blade, right? Uh, yes, heavy charge blade. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is that... Uh, was that one full, or is that just a quick? Uh, 
No, you can you can you can use both in like a barrage sense. It's not a it's not like a super heavy weapon. Yeah, just go ahead and do the same attack you did against the other guy to uh, script. Uh, eleven uh, plus the one attack, so twelve for the the heavy charge blade. Twelve against my evasion does hit, and that's seven armor piercing. Okay, um, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and take my reaction because I haven't this turn, and I'm going to brace. I count as having resistance to all damage now. That's pretty good. And all well, other attacks enough. against me are at made a plus one difficulty. Is that uh, melee attacks? Does it count as tech attacks? You're hit well? by an attack and damage rolled. Yep. So any. It, it seems like any. Well, any tech attack. attacks don't do damage. Okay. He's hit me with a charge blade, is he not? Well, yeah, Glasgow is. I'm talking about super scary dude when it comes back around to his turn. Oh, yeah. No, this is just I'm, I'm just uh, I'm a resistance. I'm, I'm bracing. OK. So does that nullify the damage or what? No, I, I, I'll take some here. Uh, yeah, but no. your your next attack, Glasgow, because I think you hit me twice, right? I have to hit you again. Yes. That one will have plus one difficulty. OK. Do I need to go and attack again, or what's going yeah, on? Yeah, you need to do your second attack. The attack tool. Okay, I didn't know. I was. I thought we were calculating what he was taking. Uh, oh, I already marked was, off seven damage. Okay, on I'm only. I only got a six on the six in total this time. Okay, so that, that, that will not hit. No. Yeah, and hey, let me roll the difficulty real quick. So it's five in total. Okay. Yeah, it will definitely not. Um, DM, since I have resistance on that charge blade from bracing. Uh, I don't believe it will be the full seven. Uh, did we decide to round up though with the hits, right? You had braced after that was already rolled and uh, stated. Yes, that that is that is the nature of brace. It says when you brace, you're ready your mech for incoming fire. The trigger is you are hit by an attack and the damage has been rolled. The effect is, um, you have resistance to all damage, burn, heat from the triggering attack. And until the next of your turn, all other attacks are all made at plus one difficulty. So if he missed me, the brace, you can't even brace is what it sounds like. Your hit and damage has been rolled. We, we can look back on that um, after the session or something. But for now, I'll just I'll go ahead and say that's valid. Uh, so let's see. Uh, then we're just going to go with four, four okay. damage. Okay, what's your your total HP? I want to make sure I annotate it correctly on my CompCon. I have seven out of eleven currently. All righty, I have adjusted on my end. Now, let's see. I'm just looking again at Overwatch because Super Scary Guy gets to Overwatch. Let me let me read this real quick. Uh, he has reflex. The ultra can overwatch unlimited times per round. Um, the overwatch is a reaction. The trigger is a hostile character starts any movement, including boost and other actions inside one of your weapons threat. And I failed to do that when he had initially moved into his, uh, earlier script. Uh, so we're just going to ignore that. That was a failure on my part. 
Um, but he does have unlimited overwatch per round. Again, that is a tier three effect called reflex. Okay. Just for everybody's knowledge. I, I think in that go around, I was, I was actively hidden with infiltrator. Uh, I think it gives me some extra stuff. So, um, it, yeah, it does. We'll just pretend um, that's, we'll pretend that was the reasoning. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, you're probably good with hidden. Uh, I just couldn't remember what his thing was. So I was just scary. That back up. <laughs> Not only is his description, right? His, his attacks are too. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, when you get to an ultra, in any tier, it basically makes them, at minimum, equal to a player. So it, it basically provides an NPC that the, uh, the that the GM can use at, at a player level, rather than just like the wasp wasp guy that has or the interceptor that has you know basically three things that he can do. But I'm just. Looking back over this, because uh, I think I'm going to have him overcharge to use an additional quick action. I think I'm going to have him skirmish. This is still Scary Guy's turn. And he has a range of 10 with this. Oh, it's me again. <laughs> Barely. Yep. <laughs> it is barely safe from this. So after he raises his hand, uses liberation, uh, and Glasgow just turns to script and just uh, expeditiously and effectively uh, attacking him for seemingly no reason. What's uh, what's the interaction between Glasgow and script there when that starts to happen? Script, you're gonna have to move. I I think I think I know probably what's going on maybe i've never even encountered that type of virus before but when i saw the initial virus hit glasgow the reason why i gave him that bolster i was like stuff was scrolling across my screens like crazy i was like oh shit oh shit i was just ma mashing keyboards and i'm like i know this isn't glasgow's fault at all this is somebody who's way outside my my means to do anything with Mm -hmm. So he's going to uh, he, he's going to attempt to hit Glasgow with a Ravager turret has a range of 10. Um, so I still do have the soft cover there. You do have soft cover, which would provide one difficulty. However, so three, four things of soft cover, technically, because I have you, the two shields, the guy and I'm adjacent to script. So that's four different things of soft cover. Four, that's three. So I also have combined arms. As long as you're engaged, you and any allies adjacent to you count as having soft cover. Isn't engaged just with adjacent enemies? Uh, I, it doesn't say anything like that. It literally just says, as long as you're engaged, you and any allies adjacent to you count as having soft cover. That's all it says. I've got to pull it up right here. Give me just a moment. Yep. If a character moves adjacent to a hostile character, they both gain the engaged status for as long as they remain adjacent to one another. Ranged attacks made by an engaged character receive a plus one difficulty. So basically, if you were like right next to the guy that you already killed and he tried to use uh, a ranged weapon, he'd have a difficulty. Oh, okay. Uh, so that is for 
enemies that you're directly adjacent to. Okay, that's fine. Um, so I, I know, like, in a real-life sense, you would be engaged with this combatant, as far as you're concerned, uh, for terminology, yeah. but as far as the the, the functions, uh, as far as the game system is concerned, engagement is for directly adjacent hostiles. Yeah, that's fine. Not a big deal. I still have two deployable shields and a giant mech laying there in front of me, so... So you have, uh, effectively, soft cover and the combined arms, so that would be two difficulties uh now he does have a plus one accuracy with this weapon so and he has a plus three attack bonus nice so let's go ahead and uh script since you're standing right next to him how about you roll the d20 for me uh, with a difficulty and then add the plus three to that for the attack bonus Okay, so I just rolled a d20. We got a 7 on the die. Makes it 10. The difficulty is a 3. So that's okay. 4. And then add your attack bonus back up to 7. What is your evasion? 9. Ooh, okay. So he, uh, after inflicting liberation on you, uh, you start violently uh, hammering away at script with your heavy sword. And then this... Uh, now, would you not be doing damage to my shield, though? Mm. C- can you read the shield for me? Yeah, deploy two sections of size one hardcover. It's actually hardcover, not softcover. Oh! Yeah, so yeah. in free spaces adjacent to each other, each section is an object with five evasion and ten HP that can be targeted and destroyed individually. Sections of cover can be picked up again and full as a full action. Repairing the system restores both sections. Okay, so that roll should have been made against that shield. The shield. So it, it hits the shield, right? You you hit a seven in total? Yeah. So yeah, you're going to hit one of the shields. Okay, and that's going to be eight kinetic damage. Okay. So that, well, the, I put the shield to the left, or the further north shield, that two HP, and the other one, so that's ten. Ten? Does that destroy it, or is it just down? No, it has ten damage. Oh, it has okay, 10 okay, HP, fine. so it, it still has two more HP on that shield. Okay, excellent. So, this needs to take heat because he overcharged. I'm trying to remember if there's a heat table for that. There or is, at the very heat. top. Oh, I don't know about that. Let's see. Well, it he's overcharging... He overcharged for plus heat. Now is that plus, plus just, just uh, on the, plus on the, one heat? Yeah, on the first time you overcharge, it's only plus one heat. I'm trying to find. And then the next time, it's one D3 heat. And uh, then the third yeah. time, it goes up to a D6. <laughs> and then it gets crazy. Yeah, so you can do it a couple times, but don't make it a habit. Uh, that is gonna going to complete that turn. And that will just leave. Uh, oh, I have to. Okay, so that just leaves the interceptor. Now it has two statuses on that. How does it clear it? A systems check. Um, impaired and what was the other one? Slowed, I believe. Yeah, impaired and slowed, and it can't take any reactions. 
I I don't think that because that wasn't a tech attack. That was from my mortar through my infiltrator. Um, mm-hmm. It just says the target must succeed a whole save or become slowed, impaired, and unable to take reactions until the end of their next turn. So this isn't something he can clear. He's just reeling ah. from a really good mortar hit. Excellent. So what he is going to do then... Give me just a second. What he's going to do is use the Stun Crown. The Interceptor creates a Burst 3 Flash. Characters in the affected area must pass a system save or become jammed until the end of their next turn or impaired on a success. Uh, That would be you, Sugar. You need to do a systems save. Okay. Um, I believe I have something for this. Nope, never mind. That's for something else. Okay. <laughs> yep. Is this an ability or an attack or this is an effect. Quick action. Okay. Uh so basically how this thing is flavored is that it moves around so quick that there are various bursts of like flame or like electrical charges as it's quickly moving throughout the area. So like as it's buzzing around, it just has one particularly powerful uh, burst of energy to change direction and it creates a stun crown, which is that burst three flash. So it's just buzzing around so quick and then it just has this burst as it's quickly changing direction. Uh, what, what kind of save am I doing? Uh, system save. And do I add anything to that? Do you have any systems bonus? Is that on? Oh, yeah, yeah, plus one. Okay. So this is. Ooh, that's a 13 total. I think that is going to do it. Woohoo! Because I think that's just another one of those uh, meter beat 10 things. Yep. Excellent. So on a success, you are impaired. Oh, no. Okay. Marking that down on ConCon. Yeah. Uh, And if you don't, go ahead and pull up the the core book so that you can keep track of, like, what those specific effects are. And now, since you are impaired, uh, he's going to skirmish with his Interdiction SMG. Who wants to roll the attack? I'll roll the um, attack and his difficulty. Mm, difficulty because impaired? Because he's impaired too. <laughs> you got two drunks fighting in the parking lot. <laughs> 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 All right. So he also has a plus four attack bonus. So just uh, calculate that in there. And then he's hitting with an 18. Ouch. Now, this is armor piercing, by the way. That's going to be five kinetic damage. And who's getting hit? Did I miss this? Uh, oh, I'm getting hit. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want to make sure it wasn't me again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't count yourself lucky yet. 
All right, and that is... Um, and then I guess I'm just going to have this guy move. Let's see. That is the wrong thing. Okay, and that is going to end his turn. Uh, does that that ends the current round? Correct. It does. All right. So who's going? Uh, I need to go ahead and roll my. Try to get out of this crap thing. So let's do that real quick. So I have two advantages. One difficulty. Okay, and if I fail, I take four points of heat, correct? Uh, yeah, that is for the FELT strain, right? Yes. So, let's see. Let me clear this So I'm going to, real quick, use it as a quick action. I'm going to look at, um, look at Blue Pigs and say, um, with my leadership ability, give them a leadership die and say, I'm going to need you to figure out what this thing does. So he he will get um, a leadership die for whatever yeah. he wants to use it on. Yeah, I could. could. Yeah. Do you want... Uh, Which is a D6. Awesome. Do you want me to roll your accuracies? And then DM, do you want to roll the difficulty? And we'll see if this virus gets purged or not. Or all you um, Glasgow. Yeah, no, I think that's just all Glasgow. He has to do a. Yeah, I just have to roll the d twenty and then, and then do the difficulties and stuff. So I'm gonna roll the d twenty first. Okay, so I actually rolled a perfect ten. On, <laughs> on the d twenty. So I don't know if that's gonna save anything, but. Well, you okay, have so, difficulties. Yeah, well, I have okay. one difficulty, but two. Two accuracies. Two accuracies. Yeah. So. Okay, so there's that one. It can and still that one. go down from there. So on my accuracies, I rolled a six and a four. Awesome. Mm. So let's see what the difficulty is. The difficulty is a two, so that makes 18, correct? Yeah, so it sounds like you have cleared it. Oh, I got lucky. Got lucky. I got lucky. Okay, and if you want pictures, I can send you the pictures of the dice. No, I'm not worried about yet. it, bud. Okay. We'll. Uh, um, I mean, if if you're cheating at the role playing game, you're playing the role playing. Yeah, you're not game playing wrong. the game right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I rolled a d20 against myself and told the truth. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Okay. So uh. So that was. Is that what was that? Is that a an action like a quick action or what would that count as? That's quick. A system save. A system save. Okay, so I could. Can I barrage with my assault rifle twice, or does it have to be two different weapons? So, because you've already used a quick action, you can't barrage because that's a full action. Okay. 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 Well, oh, the quick action is me saving that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So you can do a skirmish. You can do a quick tech. Um, okay, so I am going to skirmish with the assault rifle 
on Big Boy. Okay, now what you need to do first is uh, either flip a coin or do a 50% chance to uh, even get to try and hit, because he's invisible. Okay, well, that sucks. Kraken is heads, which means hits. Uh, One is tails, which means doesn't. I hit the Kraken. Excellent. So now you get to roll to try to attack. And now I'm not going to attack because I think his AC is like 30. (laughs) (laughs) I just rolled a nat 20. Yes! Awesome. Uh, I I swear to God, I'm not cheating. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, that's Uh, the name of the game. uh, Oh God, this is almost like these. I wish we had this like on video. (laughs) <laughs> so hey man okay. if you want to buy everybody cameras and, yeah, yeah, and set it up if you want to spend man, the extra like three grand on decent setups yeah i definitely can't do that um so or, this has this has reliable two so no matter what it steals two but it's just a d6 so it's nothing like crazy mm-hmm. uh and i rolled a one so reliable two is the two damage um does that double the two well, you, would, you basically, this is the Pathfinder equivalent of advantage. Mm-hmm. So you get to roll twice and take the better of the two. Oh, of the, of the D, of the D6? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the you, you get to roll your damage twice and take the better. Yeah, so the second one's a five, so I deal five points of damage. It's not armor okay. piercing or anything like that. Okay. Um, let's uh, see, it doesn't look like... So that's five? Yeah, just five. Alrighty. Uh, you see a hole get blown into his shoulder, and uh, although back. there is a... It, it doesn't heal back, but <laughs> it seems like the mech covers that part in uh, that rolling mist, uh, like it is trying to maintain systems by uh, basically replacing those destroyed... Uh, basically like a nanite cloud. Like it's just moving some of its existing mass over to that place to kind of re- replace that specific section. Okay. Uh, it's not like he just instantly regained health points or anything. Uh, and Sweet. And then just kind of as a cherry on top, I'm going to kind of just announce loudly, well, I guess it does bleed. <laughs> and that concludes my turn. <laughs> All righty. So... I'm going to end the turn in here. And I guess he, I'm going to go ahead and activate him for the first time, the scary dude. And he is going to move right here. And then he is going to uh, just reach over to the container and uh, touch one of the dials on these things and for the things that had been placed on both the left and right and top of the container. And uh, basically what's happening is rockets are activating on the side of the container. Uh, They are going to ignite, and this container is going to start moving in your all's direction. So I'm just going to place a big light here, just for your frame of reference, because obviously I can't move the container on the VTT. Uh, Give me just a second. Can everybody see this still? 
I see the big red, but I don't see the thing. The like the thing disappeared. What thing disappeared? The mech. Oh, there he is. I see him now. I uh, just was yeah. looking in a different spot. Yeah, I, I got it confused with the forklift. Sorry. Uh, so that is basically what his turn is going to consist of: is just hopping off of the container and activating the rockets. Uh, and now the container is picking up speed and moving in your all's direction towards the uh, the hangar doors. Like that big blue container he was on? It, yeah, so that big blue Oof. container, when you guys initially, uh, when you started the scene, that those two mechs, there, there was one, the one that you killed, Glasgow, the one mm-hmm. that you destroyed, uh, where they were trying to strap things onto the container. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, 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 yes. So now that he has hopped off and activated these things, they seem to be these mini thrusters uh, w- with the intent of moving this container out of the hangar. Uh, your best guess would uh, would be that they're trying to get this container out of the hangar. Whatever's in there is important to them. Got it. I mean, yeah, probably. If they're probably. trying this hard to uh, get it off the ship. Sure. Okay, well, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, and uh, yeah, I'll say that's fair for a, a full action and a movement for him. I'll, I will end his turn for now. Uh, one of you all, it's up to you. I can, uh, I can quickly waste my turn if if y'all are okay with that. <laughs> Handle it. Okay. Well, um, I don't think this cover is going to hold up, Glasgow. So I am moving, and. Um, I'm pretty sure I got to make sure that this is with sensors only. Um, and also DM, I, I made a mistake last go. Uh, I was talking about the type three projected shield. I can only activate that on the beginning of my turn, um, which is what I'll do now. I will, I will activate it now to incur that heat. Ah, uh, okay. So now some, some of my protocols you could do anytime. Uh, this one was specifically just at the beginning of your turn. So, Man, we, yeah. I don't think it really affected anything. I was thinking just more of a semantics thing, but excellent. All right. So I'd like to take my movement down to the right. Um, I'm actually getting closer, Mr. Scary, but I'm also kind of checking um, part of the map we never looked at uh, just because there's still, if you remember from last episode, um, some sort of device that's screwing up the ship the whole reason we're going into low orbit here and um but first and foremost i don't want to get crushed by a giant blue container so i'm going to move over and i will take uh, my free boost as well um to get within range to get within range of mr nightmare yeah with my scanners so I'm not sure what's going on there, but um, here's what I'd like to do. I'm going to perform a scan on him. Okay. Scans are free. I don't have to make a tech attack. Can you click somewhere on the map? I am trying, bud. It is. Okay. Um, Press escape. It says reload application. I can do. I can try it. Hmm. <laughs> okay, well, I'll ignore it. Uh, 
Yep. I'll just, uh, I'll give that a go. Anyway, now I'm going to put- You have the choice of a piece of information you want, right? Yes. So when I scan, I'm choosing a character or an object within my sensor reins in line of sight. And I get to ask the GM for one of the following pieces of information, mm-hmm. which they must answer honestly. So I am going to um, perform two scans from here. I'm going to scan at cargo. It says one piece of hidden information about the target, such as confidential cargo or data. I would like to scan that cargo. All right. So with you trying to to break into these, uh, it's actually much more heavily shielded than what you had anticipated. You are going to get a valuable piece of information uh, you're not going to be able to identify exactly what it is, but there is this alert that just keeps appearing over and over and over, and it is classified, classified, classified. And then with your final attempt at breaking through with you know just a few seconds left before you completely shut out of the system, uh, it says, uh, and let me double check that this is correct, property of KGI. And that's all you're going to get. But that is a valuable piece of information. Well, now it's property of Mr. Scary, um, who I am also going to scan. Um, I get one piece of hidden information about the target, such as his current mission, the identity of the pilot, and so on. And so I'm going to ask you, how I know what his mission is, piracy. I'd like to know the identity of this pilot. Mm. Okay. Kion Winters is the tag that you see attached to this pilot buried under massive amounts of uh, software ice. The name Kion Winters. Okay. And the other group was property of, would you say KSI? K. G I. All right. So I, I mean, that's, that's, that's both of my actions. Um, where I am on the map is, is, is pretty dangerous. I'm hoping that my teammates are going to do something. Hmm. Um, I, I think I'm going to overcharge. Uh, okay. I think I'm going to have to overcharge here. Really don't want to have to do it, but it's the um, it, it's where we're at. So I'll incur some heat. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take an extra movement. Getting incredibly close to Mr. Scary. So I can continue to see down these hallways um, line of sight wise. And that'll be my turn. Right. And he is going to use his second activation for the round. Um, can you explain what that little marker is on him real quick? Invisibility. Oh, right. Okay. That's the, you have a 50% chance to hit from the start. Uh, okay. So basically he's going to use his movement and I'll just call it 
a quick action because uh, I'm not sure what else I would quantify it as, but he's basically hitching a ride on this container. Like he intends to ride it out of here. So I'm just going to put his, oh, I don't want a light there. I didn't mean to place another, another light on the field. Mm, what did I do? We're going to delete. Stop it. Delete. There we go. So I'm gonna just move him to the edge of this circle here. And functionally speaking, as far as you all are concerned, he is hitched onto the back right corner of the container as it's being forced out of the uh, the hangar. Is everybody tracking? Yes. Uh, yes. So uh, for, for the listeners at home, basically what's happening uh, from map left to map right, we have the hangar doors, which will lead to the exit of the ship, you know, to the, ex the exterior of the hull, uh, outer space. Uh, between everybody else in the door is Sugar and the Interceptor. Uh, the midpoint between there is Glasgow and the scrap heap of a former uh, mech and pilot that Glasgow had killed. And then we've got the container sliding out of the ship. I mean, it's not, it's not just sliding, but the rockets are very intentionally pushing this thing uh, towards the hangar door. And then map south of that, is script in his mech and he is kind of uh uh trying to do multiple things at once here he's trying to look down these aisles of shelving and also keep an eye on on mr nightmare on uh, mr sleep paralysis demon here as he's going about his business uh, so that's just a quick breakdown of what's happening here uh, and he is going to use his other quick action we could just say his name now we know Mr. Winters is going <laughs> nobody, to use this other action. Yeah, no, nobody else knows his name, though, because it hasn't uh, yeah. been broadcast. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Kion Winters here um, in his nightmare mech is, I, I guess, trying to make his escape with the valuable equipment. Property of KGI. Mm -hmm. And I guess he is going to use his Ravager turret again. Uh, and the thing about this weapon is that it actually uh, simultaneously attacks every hostile character within line of sight and range. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. Predator mode. Got it. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, I will say it's going to be a plus two difficulty against Glasgow just because of all the shit in the way and he's riding on the side of the container. Mm -hmm. There's a very low likelihood this is going to hit Glasgow, but... Uh, script kind of in a very close and direct line of sight here, bud. Yeah, that's uh, okay. Uh, I threw up that project shield, which also gives mm -hmm. me plus two difficulty for him to hit Did, me. So does that travel with you? Yeah, it's like, uh, if anyone's ever played Titanfall, it's that little thing that you throw up with your left hand, a little shield for a moment, all the bullets and rockets and kind of coming in might, uh, glance off, whiz past you or get picked up. Hmm. Mm, let's see. Oh, you know what? Here's a cool thing. <laughs> Instead of all that, we are going to do an amygdala spike. All enemies. Oh, so the DM no, just gets to, to completely change. Yeah, what decisions? the heck? Let's go back to the thing <laughs> where Glasgow hey. and I may have survived. I don't hey. I didn't roll anything. You're trying to lobotomize me with tech attacks. Quit. That's my <laughs> thing. 
All enemies in a burst two area. So Glasgow, you're safe. Okay. Script. About two. I don't, I'm like. It's close. Two. <laughs> and I think half the reason I'm safe is because I have these cover in front of me too. Hit me with it. All enemies in a burst two area around this mech must pass a system save or immediately move their full speed away from the nightmare in as direct a path as possible as a reaction, even if it means moving into hazardous areas such as difficult or dangerous terrain. The movement is voluntary, but provokes reactions and engagement as normal and doesn't count as knockback, pushing, or pulling. It's basically a get the hell away from me hmm. uh, quick attack. Aren't so, you glad you got a uh, uh, a leadership die? No, I'm, I'm even more glad that I've already rolled an 18. Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. We'll go ahead and round that six as well. No, no, that's uh, you, you. Well, you can hold on to it, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be able to run after this Mr. Winters. Mm-hmm. So as you're sitting inside your mech and you're, and you're plugged up to the net, you've got this, uh, you, you know, basically like the matrix menus, just uh, spilling over every monitor in the mech. Uh, you, you see these glitches and stuff start to come through, and just as it's starting to overwhelm your mech, you're able to furiously type or, or you know, uh, work back that amygdala spike. Uh, and th- the cool thing about this is that you actually feel it creeping into your body itself because you do have that extra connection to the OmniNet and, like, to the technology. Yeah, uh, so yeah. although you've actually gained that... Uh, it, you know, like the extra accuracy and the, the narrative benefits of opening your uh, your mind to the technology, you also incur those additional risks. So you quite literally open your physical mind uh, to the dangers as well. You feel it start to creep into your body. You feel a chill go over you. And then you hit enter, sending that last command line, and it all just cascades back out of you. And uh, you feel like you're safe for now. And that is going to end his turn. And this is going to, give me just a moment. I'm just going to move these uh, these tokens around a bit. So Glasgow, uh, this container is now right up in your face, powered by rockets, and it's quickly heading towards the hangar door. Okay. You're you're in front of a freight train, basically. Cool. I but will happily move when I can. <laughs> that will end uh, Mr. Winter's turn. Did he go twice already? I don't know. Did he go twice already? I'm I pretty think sure. that was his second one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was the second one. Sweet. So I'll just overcharge next turn and get the hell mm-hmm. out of there. Hey, give me like a 10 second tactical pause. I'm going to grab another drink. All right. Well, it sounds like we've met our first rival. Our yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this. I I don't think I was supposed to be able to hit him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think, that, I think that probably expedited this portion of it. I, I I'm I'm certain that he's probably got a pretty good, a fair amount of structures and structures. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean I, here's the thing: is like, or maybe just by the this that turn, he was dipping out. No matter what, either way. <laughs> good old reliable too. All right. Who's going? Uh, Sugar's the only one that hasn't gone yet. Um, did you have your your turn think, this round? I don't Glasgow? think you went, Glasgow. Yeah. Did I not go this round? I thought I did. I thought I, I went first. Isn't that where I rolled to to get rid of the 
curse and then shoot him? I have Glasgow marked off on my end. Yeah, oh. I went very oh. first, and then okay. then the guy went, then the nightmare went, then blue pigs went, and then the nightmare went again. So now it's just the small person and sugar. Okay. Yep. You're All right. right. So, um, I'm going to take my full movement, uh, to get the heck out of dodge of this freight train. Can I, I feel better about so, that? All right. So, so remember. Mm hmm. With this uh, interceptors thing, yep. Yep. Uh, it's difficult terrain. Oh, so only two? Is it like half? I believe so. Okay. I go, think... go ahead about the rest of your turn, and I'm going to look up difficult terrain. Okay. Um, so, uh, move it, to it is half speed. It... Half speed. Great. I think I'm out of the way. I'll, I'll like... You know, if, if my mech had a nose, the skin from the tip of my nose would probably just peel right off when this thing whizzes by. Um, anyway, uh, I'm not going to worry about that little flying sucker anymore. I'm going to try to make whatever this mech wants difficult to obtain if I can help it. Because um, he's causing such a, a racket over here. So I'm going to activate my javelin rockets. Uh, I'm going to burn an initiative um, to make this a free action. Please. And with this, I can choose three free spaces uh, within range 15 and line of sight that aren't adjacent to each other. Everybody knows where these spaces are going to be. Um, and basically, uh, rockets are just going to hit these three spaces until the start of my next turn. And when a character moves into or passes above the space then it takes their hit by rocket they take three damage and then that effect is no longer um it's ineffective after that it disappears after it's we can definitely mark those right on the map um yeah let me pull something up here and I, God, I hope there's not a freaking nuke in that container <laughs> 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 Again, I just wanted off this damn thing. <laughs> the, the entire <laughs> ship is going down. You're okay I'm, with the body uh, bag, right? You'll get off. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we'll be off. We'll be yeah. completely... <laughs> and burned up in space. Eviscerated. We'll be, we'll be jettisoned at Mach 30 from a nuclear explosion. Listen, <laughs> I already said it. It's going to happen. No, so this, this is absolutely sugars, you know, oh, can I blow it up? Is that a solution? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is this uh, roughly accurate where you wanted those three? Uh, no, absolutely not. Okay, so the <laughs> first one, if I, oops, I don't want to move my. We can you... see your dot. If you just keep it on a space, you can put it on the space and you can move oh, okay, it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first one I want here, please. And then the uh, da da uh eh, let's do here. And then the last one way over here. Oh wait, hold on. Is that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? Oh wait. You can use the measurement tool. Yeah, but how is that oh. Oh perfect. Yep. Okay. Cause my range is fifteen. All right. So that is the free action that I have 
consumed now. So remember that um, if they pass, uh, they move into that space or pass through it, then they just take three kinetic damage. Okay. So I'm activating that as a free action. <sighs> um, and you know what? I said I wasn't going to worry about him, but I'm so annoyed at this point. I just want him dead. I'm going to <laughs> try to go for that little one again with my missile rack. So, uh, skirmish, which means I'm going to try twice. Um, and this is just a straight for, uh, excuse me, a straight roll for me since I do have added difficulty being impaired. Okay. So the first one is a, a 12. He's going to use his point defense screen. Um, so let's what, see. That wasn't what? going to hit in the first place, but this is what I had already decided he was going to do. Um, question, question real quick. Am I sure. getting pushed? Is that what's happening right now? Yes, I was going to okay. get to that in a yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry. Um, no problem. I know I, I moved some stuff around on the map without telling you what was going on. Uh, no worries. Um but yeah, so he was going to use his point defense screen. The trigger is a character in range three makes an attack, which is you shooting him right now. Uh, the effect is that the interceptor makes a contested attack roll. If they win, the attack automatically misses. Uh, so basically the only thing that this is going to affect, because you've already missed, um, even if he does roll high or low, the attack still misses. But basically this burns any uh, like rolling accuracies or anything that you had, like a lock-on, for example. Um, so anything you had contributing to a better roll, that's still burned, although the attack misses. Got you. So his, his evasion was 14. So with you rolling, in, uh, that was a cumulative 12. 12, right? You had already added yep. everything? Well, there was nothing to add. It was plus one for the attack roll, but it's a minus one because I'm impaired. So it's just a straight roll. Wait, uh, a plus one what? Just a plus one or a plus one accuracy? Oh. No, it's uh, my attack roll is plus one. Okay, and you had a difficulty? and Well, yeah, because I'm impaired. So that would have been an additional 1d6 that you rolled to subtract from your d20 roll. I thought it was... Did I read that wrong? If it was a difficulty. Impaired... No, it... Um, impaired characters receive... A plus one, um, and then it has a little negative sign next to it. That means difficulty. Correct. That's how it's annotated. Okay, on all attack saves and skill checks. I mm -hmm. thought it was just so. I mean, do I have to roll a d6 then with for the next one? I thought it was just a mm -hmm. one. No, no, so you do see that in the the PDF, right? Where it has yeah, the yeah. plus one and then the mm -hmm. negative next to yep. it. So I know it's kind of difficulty difficult to to read, but that is a, a plus one difficulty, meaning that you will roll a one d6 and then subtract that from your d20 roll. Did you do that when you rolled the twelve? No. So that's what that means. Um, it we'll, we'll we'll just call it done and good for this one. You don't have to roll a an, uh, a difficulty on your next roll to make up for it because you missed anyway. Okay, uh, so difficulty means I roll a d six and subtract that amount. 
Right. So there's in Lancer, there are accuracies and difficulties. Both of those are quantified by a six-sided die. An accuracy is you will add the result of that 1d6 to it, and a difficulty is you will subtract the result of the 1d6. Understood. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, Does that conclude your turn? No, Question. I'm going to try again, because that was a skirmish, which a uh, quick attack, so I have another missile rack on my other shoulder, but I'm going to try this blast fish with. Well, real real quick question before you get there. Since I was pushed through your green dot, do I take three points of damage? That's what the rules say, three kinetic. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I lowered. There's no way for me to evade it or anything. It's just a guaranteed <clears throat> damage. I would say that if you're trying to evade, uh, to evade, it would be with uh, negative two difficulty, but we actually did not give you a chance to do your agility yet uh, to determine how well you're handling being pushed by this container. So I wanted to give you that opportunity before we dealt with the damage from that. Okay, I can uh, I can hold off until till that's all done then. L- let's resolve uh, Sugar's turn, and then we'll get to you, Glasgow. You're, I assume you want to be next. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just didn't know. I didn't want to. If I was going to take damage, I wanted to make sure I documented it. That's that was the only reason I was asking. Yeah, but okay, I'll wait. Well, I, I don't. I don't want to shove you all the way out of the ship before you even get a chance to have a turn. <laughs> well, that's fair. All right, all right, sugar. So the next one. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. It's another twelve, and that's with the uh, D six. So that's not going to do it. Uh, as these rockets, f- uh, these are rockets, right? Missiles, yeah. Yeah, these missiles, as, as they fly in the general direction of it, it's just flashing around too quick for you to really get a spot on. Uh, and that corner uh, of the, the area, you know, to that bottom right there, you can see through that open door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the uh, map south by southwest, that office that you all had investigated earlier, that whole corner is just in shambles, just a, a flaming wreck. And there's some toppled shelving uh, over there past that scrap heat that uh, Glasgow created by killing that dude. Uh, so those missiles are flying everywhere, definitely doing damage, just not on target like you would like. Uh, and that concludes my turn. All right. <laughs> Sugar, you could so see how, how like these difficulties when I'm, I'm lighting up people's systems. I'm being a little bit more helpful than maybe you thought. Jamming people. <laughs> I yeah, never so, doubted you. <laughs> so, so before I start my turn, can we go ahead and do the whatever you're going to allow me to do with evasion? Yeah. So basically, what I want to determine is how well you deal with this container coming uh, flying at you with these rockets attached to it. So at this point, you'd already started to move because uh, th- this container is basically moving on each person's turn, right? So what I want to see is how well you're able to deal with that. So go ahead and try and do your agility. Yeah, is that a roll? Yeah. Okay. Meter beat 10. I just, yeah, I just rolled. You want the dif- a difficulty die? No, I want you to open the Snapchat I just sent you. Oh, that is a, a very nice uh, critical roll. <laughs> Is it a one? No, it's 20. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are two options. He said a nice <laughs> one. Ah. Okay. 
Excellent. I mean, you know, I could just put a die so that it's facing with the D20 up and send a picture. I just roll digital it, ones really. until I get the one I want. <laughs> no, I, I legit did roll that. I promise. I, I know. I know you did. Uh, okay, excellent. So with that, uh, with that nat 20, you're able to shift out of the way. Do you want to go map north or map south? Do you want to go uh, up map south? Map south. Okay, I'm going to put you right here next to this. Makes sense. All right. So are we going to say I avoided the damage then? Um, or do I still need to take the three points? Let's, mm, let's roll for it. Roll a 1d20. If you meet or beat 10, you I take got an no 18. Then that'll do it. You're able to roll out of the way just a map south of that container. Uh, you're able to swiftly and effectively move out of the way, not take any damage. And uh, as you do, you're just kind of like standing off to the side of it. These explosions are coming up behind you from where uh, Sugar is trying to annihilate that interceptor. And it's just blowing out the wall behind you. Uh, and yep. then the nightmare mech is riding the container next to you. He just kind of glances in your direction. Uh, not uh, maniacally, but just, just like you don't matter. Like, he's looking your direction, you know, as someone would uh, a, a McDonald's bag on the sidewalk is like, ugh. and he just focuses his attention back on sugar as it continues to shift. Uh, now you are proceeding with your turn. Yeah, I am. Okay. We're in a new round. Yes. Yes. Okay. Should be round five. Okay. We're all good. Okay, I'm going to move two face spaces, and I'm going to skirmish this little fuck right here. Okay. <sighs> I, this is unbelievable. I rolled another nat 20. Okay. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I did. <laughs> I, I, will, I will say the amount of twos he's rolled, like you could, like it's evening out. out. Yeah. <laughs> so that was for the. <laughs> makes me. I know. I like. Even I'm kind of like this is. This sounds bad. Uh, so, Sus. Five, three. Okay. So eight points of damage. Yeah, eight points of damage. Armor piercing for the first attack. Okay. <clears throat> and a six on the other one, so it's only going to be seven in total for the second attack. So I'm pretty sure we're good on that, that it's not going to hit. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to do it. Um, but let's see. Glass, uh, you want to you, you look at that Snapchat, don't you? Yep. It's one of those situations where it's like, I, I trust everybody. I just don't know if the people listening to it will believe me. Because <laughs> you all know my character. But it's like, uh, oh, being fair. <laughs> like, yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm not that stressed about it. it. We're eventually going to move over to where we're doing the digital die rolls. Mm, uh, but I I played Pathfinder and 5e with, this, with these guys for a couple of years already. They're, they're good guys. You, you can trust them. I'm not worried about it. Uh, Sugar, on the other hand, is yeah. a stranger. Got to watch out for that. Yeah. Who knows what she's going to do? 
I have volunteered to put up a dice cam. <laughs> she she did actually. <laughs> she did. She totally offered to set up a uh, uh, a whole screen viewing uh, thing. We're not worried about it. We're gonna move over to digital digital uh, dice rolls eventually when I have more time to actually figure out how that stuff works in a clean uh, system. There is the dice so nice mod on here. Kila. Sorry, that's my dog whining. She's I really... assume. Yeah. Uh, dice so nice mod. You said. Yeah, it's in Foundry. Okay. So I'll I'll figure out how that works and make sure it works clean for everybody at some point. But Foundry just had a couple of updates, and I want to refresh and make sure my maps still work uh, before I start adding other stuff back. Uh, okay, so your turn. Uh, I'm going to do my final two movements and back up after attacking, if that's okay. To get oh, a little bit further yeah. away from that cluster in case there's like some sort of radius damage. Is that is that difficulty everything around the sky or the only thing that it marks is just apple pie's difficulty? Within three uh hostile characters within three. So I'm still in difficulty. Yeah, it's treated as difficult terrain, not difficulty to your attacks. Okay, there's no point in me moving then if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just not even going to worry about moving then. Um, so, uh, do you remember how I mentioned this guy can overwatch an unlimited amount of times per round? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As he's sliding through, uh, since you, uh, so for Overwatch, the trigger is a hostile character starts any movement, including boost and other actions, inside one of your weapon's threat. Uh, you are definitely, yeah, uh, w- within threat of Kion's. Uh, Ravager turret. So, and, and you started your movement. Yeah. So, who wants to roll the one d twenty with a plus three attack and a plus one accuracy? I'll lay it on him. All right. It, so, with it. a one d twenty, one mm-hmm. accuracy, and a plus three came out to fourteen. That's gonna hit me. That's gonna hit you. That is eight kinetic damage. There goes the structure. And so roll on the structure table. Roll a one. Ooh, so that is a direct oh, hit. No. How many structures do you have? Uh, minus Wait, no, I rolled a one out of six. Was I supposed to roll something else? You rolled a 1d6? 1d6, and I got a one. Yeah, so, so that is a direct hit. Okay. Uh, the result depends on your mech's remaining structure. How many structure do you have remaining after the one that just got destroyed? Uh, three. Okay, so your mech is stunned until the end of your next turn, and believe me, that can be a whole lot worse. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I didn't. I, I I didn't know. I thought the one would be good and the six would be bad in that situation. Mm-mm. No, a, a five to six <laughs> is a glancing blow. Oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> Two so to four is system damage. trauma. Uh, yeah, that was eight total damage, right? Yeah. Okay, so fourteen damage at three. Um, and then I lost. Oh my god, I lost a bunch of stuff there. Did I lose all my? Oh, I'm stunned. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No fun. Not fun at all. Yeah. Okay. okay. And And the rest of your turn? For those at home, when you're stunned, um, 
pretty much you don't get to do anything. Sounds all right. You, you don't get to have any fun. Can't overcharge, <laughs> move, take, can't take any actions. Can't take free actions. The good news is he could still leave his mech and get crushed or sucked out in the vacuum of space. Yeah, well, that still good. takes action economy, which he can't. No, no, pilots can still mount and dismount. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but I think that uh, just, yeah. forces you to conclude your turn, Glasgow. Oh, yeah, my turn was over anyway. So if that works out. Yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> that checks out. Uh, that checks out. Um, so I think now Apple Pie may need to go next after whoever because she's about to get Randy F over. So I think I'm actually going to have Kion uh, attack Sugar as the container is sliding towards her. And that um, is going. Yeah. But before you do, I just want to take this time to remind you that the container consumed three kinetic damage when it hit and passed through that first marker. Noted. Also, it is eight o'clock. Gotcha. Okay, so we got about 30 minutes before we need to uh, wrap up this session. That's a, a hard time. Um, yeah, so who wants to roll that 1d20 against... Uh, apple pie against sugar. I got a 15. And that's with a plus three attack bonus and the accuracy? No. Well, I, I rolled a 19, so we'll go with his 15. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds yeah. like it hits. Uh, sugar, go ahead and take uh, eight kinetic damage. Oh, you know what? This actually, the Ravager turret uh, simultaneously attacks every hostile character within line of sight and range. So, who wants to roll for uh, Glasgow? Actually, Glasgow, you rolled a 19, didn't you? Uh, yeah, but that was, that was <laughs> as a joke. That was as a joke. So, I don't want to roll for myself, so I say sugar roll for me. <laughs> Unless you're going to make me use it as a joke. Yeah, because there was that first, uh, that last session, I never actually used that difficulty that I was supposed to uh, apply against you. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Because you rolled a, a nat one on something, so I was going to give you a difficulty. Yeah, we're I just going to use that 19. This. So go ahead and give yourself uh, eight kinetic damage. All right, sounds good. Does it, does it really sound good, though? <laughs> I mean, I, I still have health. I mean, it's Question. Answer. This is going to remove the rest of my health points that I have currently. So, so do I go down like minus the structure and then, and then subtract the yeah. remaining amount? It'll, okay. it'll yeah. when you get rid of the points, it'll give you the option to roll the six, the D six. When you roll it, click whatever you rolled and your, your little comp con should adjust it all appropriately. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize I could just hit minus yeah. eight on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then so once you hit the zero, the little it'll pop up a little one through six die face. Yeah. Roll your D6, click whatever you rolled and comp con should do the rest. You're just going to have to subtract the additional what whatever damage like I had to do an additional three after I got to the second structure. But it automatically put me as condition stunned with three structures and all that other stuff whenever I did that. Got you. All right. So I'm stuck with system trauma. System trauma. That is a two to four on the 1d6 results. Parts of your mech are torn off by the yep. damage. 
Roll yep. a 1d6 on you a 1, 2, 3. Uh, all weapons on one mount of your choice are destroyed on a 4 through 6. A system of your choice is destroyed. Limited systems and weapons that are out of charges are not valid choices. If there are no valid choices remaining, it becomes the other result. If there are no valid systems or weapons remaining, this result becomes a direct hit instead. So, um, remember for those at home that I like to blow stuff up, so I need all my equipment. She likes and, to blow uh, stuff up, not get blown up. Right, and uh, I rolled a three, which means that I get to pick which mount I lose. Uh, this is... This is awful. This is devastating for me. <laughs> so goodbye, flex mount, which means my missile racks are now gone. Oh, you're like the person that goes through a duffel, and you're like, nope, grenades need those. C four need that. Can't lose that. Yeah, RPG, and I'm like just like keep it. tossing them behind me. Like, nope, nope, Can't. not I that Anything nope. in here I can get rid of. DM, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That was rough. Um, wow. All right. Now what we need to do is roll your agility to see how well you take this container to the face. <laughs> well, I would like to argue with you if I may. Mm, convince me. Yeah, you see that line right there and how do it doesn't go through my space. Mm, I would say that it hits the tip of that. Uh, it already blew my missile racks, man. They're mounted on each shoulder. But I can still roll a d20. See, I did the smart thing and let you guys get murdered. <laughs> uh, okay. Am I adding or subtracting anything to this roll? Mm, no, I'll just leave it as it is. Because it is just barely going to hit you. Well, that's an 11, so I'm barely going to have a yeah. success. Yeah, so go ahead and move uh, down one left or down one right out of the way of the container. All right, excellent. Now, all right, we are... We're running out of time here, and I wanted to get you all uh, onto something. Do you all? Does anybody have any big epic moves that they're wanting to do before I conclude this scene? No, I'm stunned. If I can get for forklift certified, I'm right next to one. <laughs> there is uh, directly next to his mech. There is a, a forklift on the map. There, <laughs> you um, go Halo Reach style and and just <laughs> hop on in. I, yeah. I guess the only thing I'd be doing, DM, is um. I would, um, I would be searching for. I, I would actually scan, right? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm looking down here because it's a place that we haven't come in before. Um, but in in the last episode, we found one of the devices that was crippling the ship's security, mm -hmm. main functions, life support, all, all everything. Um, I guess I'd try to be using the 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 mech scanner to pick up is if that's somewhere nearby to get the ship back into orbit it is not but if you want to roll a 1d20 uh if you meter beat a 10 
I think uh, with just a few seconds of thought, you all could probably narrow down the choices uh, of where the other data table probably is. Because uh, you all are not stupid players. You're not stupid characters. Um, so... I got more than a 10. You got more than a 10. So the thing that they wanted that they really wanted was in the, in, in this loading bay, in this hangar, right? So that is one of the main places that they focused their data breach on. Now, if there was anything else that was going to stop any part of their plan, what would make sense for them to hit, uh, to keep someone, to, to keep an external force from intervening? I'd probably, uh, seal off the armory or the barracks. If this has any sort of security. External forces. Oh, communication. The, Which is where? Uh, the, I'm assuming the bridge. You're probably going to uh, figure out quickly that the next next best place to search would be the bridge. Which, you, which oddly enough, you know, when, at the beginning of the first episode, last session, uh, there were no panic announcements going over. Uh, minimal alerts were being sounded. There is obviously something wrong with the bridge. You all knew that uh, last session. So all signs point to bridge. Next. All right. Anybody else? Uh, any epic, legendary, heroic moves they're wanting to do? As this container is making its way out of the ship and getting... Uh, and slamming into these explosions that Sugar had launched uh, on our last turn. Um, hold on for the depressurization. Yeah, <laughs> hang on just a second because the other two go away. It was only until the start of my next turn, which happened. Um, so consume that first one, and then the other two aren't. My my uh, javelins are no longer firing so it's ah. over okay i'll go ahead and delete those but uh, functionally what happens is kion is on this container uh he uses his ravager turret and it just blasts a hole through the uh this already damaged hangar door uh it starts to slide out and you all see that the exterior hangar door is already open and as you all start to slide out you're not moving as quickly as container keep in mind it does have rockets on it that is basically shooting it out of here so although the air is rushing out of the uh out of the ship at this point is depressurizing in this area you're not moving as quick as the container uh, so as you all are looking out towards the direction of the container is moving outside of the ship, you do see that there is actually this other ship flying directly beside. It looks like it was in waiting for this delivery. Kion isn't concerned at all about his comrades uh, that he is leaving behind. He's riding this container out of here and you see them start to drift off uh, towards the other ship and the, uh, the main exterior door uh, swiftly begins to close in an emergency fashion. So uh, you all get dragged about 10 or 15 feet. Um, Not again. <laughs> yeah, you actually come very close to the door, Sugar, again. But uh, you all are safe. Uh, the door is shut. And you're just kind of left in bewilderment. Uh, you see the, the, the deep drag marks from this container scraping against the floor. And it is just 
eerily quiet. Uh, again, the alarms aren't sounding uh, or anything at this point. It's just an eerie quiet as you all left alone in the uh, in, in the loading bay. And shortly after this buzzing around interceptor mech, uh, it doesn't gracefully uh, stop its movement and shut down. It basically shuts down mid-flight and just careens over into these shelves over here. And it seems to be deactivated. You all are out of combat. I would be um, communicating to the other players that we need to get to the bridge. I agree. And I need to get doctored up a little bit. Same. Although you look pretty rough. These aren't the typical these, Tuesday. These aren't even our Tuesday, but it's really Friday. Uh, <laughs> these aren't even our uh, our mechs. I'm not going to spend the money to fix these. No, but you know that man who lent us these seems really nice. I would hate to return them like this. But, you know. That's all right, I guess. Um, do we want to stay in these mechs? Uh, can we leave this room with these mechs? Obviously, we can't go back to what the way we came, like through the offices, right? But um, because I don't know what else, you know, who knows if that was the only container they were after, or the only thing period they were after. There might be more on the ship. Mm -hmm. So the nightmare mech came crashing down. Uh, can you all see the spaceship exterior uh, yes. thing that I put you all in? Mm -hmm. Yes. So that giant opening in the side of the ship mm -hmm. uh, is, you know, basically where you all were were fighting, and directly above that, I'll, I'll place a a light on it. There we go. You see that big red light? No. Nope. No. Okay. Well, basically, you all are going to head. You, you all know that the bridge is on top of the ship, and yep. that's also where, uh, if you look up that hole that the nightmare mech uh, came down through, it heads in that direction towards okay. the bridge. So you all could take your mechs uh, in that direction for a while. You don't know exactly where it goes, but. You know, it heads roughly in, in the direction of the bridge. Um, now, on a side note, Blasco, I know you got to head out and uh, and head to work. So, do you want to uh, narratively split up and see if he wants to go and uh, work on a, a secondary mission or or get patched up or something while uh, the other two pursue the bridge? Yeah, I'd say we get to a bay. I'd get to like a base type situation and look for some quick and cost-efficient repairs so I can safely move on in the mission. Script. Yeah. Are our comm leaks on? Uh, mine's always on. Okay. I'm going to the main mission hub. I'm going to try to find someone that knows what this other damn computer is. You all keep looking. Once they tell me, I'll radio it in. Sounds good. We're headed to the bridge. Sounds good. Well, I'm going to go to wherever then. If I'm going to the bridge with you, then I'm going to the bridge with you. 
So if you all are uh, separating a bit to kind of uh, divide and conquer, uh, th this isn't like a split the party where, all, where you all are going to be penalized. You're basically looking for uh, the proverbial, proverbial needle in a haystack at this point. So that might be a better option. So Glasgow is going to temporarily split off and, uh, uh, you know, try to find some, some staff, some uh, employees of the ship, you know, people who know what they're doing, crew members, uh, I should say. Uh, while Script and Sugar are going to head to the bridge. Yeah? Sounds perfect. All right. And here, I guess, uh, Wade, we will see you next week. I promise you're not going to miss out on anything too crazy. It's not anything that, you know, is completely unbalanced uh, if you're not there. Um, and I can just listen to it. You, um, yeah. you come back and we have, like, gold diamond skin max. <laughs> like, dude, what the hell? You didn't get your promo? <laughs> Like the captain was like super proud of us. He gave us. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Awesome. Uh, we can plan for Tuesday. I'm going to be out of day. Well, at, just for Wade's knowledge, um, uh, we can plan for Tuesday if that works for everybody. Uh, I'm going to be in Pennsylvania Thursday through Monday. Uh, next week. Okay. Um, just so everybody's aware, but we can work out scheduling for next time. Uh, Wade, Good yes. having you. We'll uh, till we'll, till next week. Till next or week, whenever. Do you want to <laughs> uh, do a quick three second pause and then do your sign off? Uh, I don't know what what are we doing for sign offs? We can, but I don't. I, I'm we usually just you want to do? we just just do our our bank pin and our social security number. Okay, perfect. Yep, sounds good. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Godspeed. We'll meet up in a bit. That'll work. That's good. I'm short and sweet to the point. Yeah, there we go. What's uh, what's right, the, Jim the rest of thing? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, but this is pretty much going to be theater of the mind uh, for the rest of it, so y'all can kick back and not uh, pay attention to. I mean, pull up your keep your comcon up as far as your narrative profile goes, but you know it's pretty chill from here. Um, but yeah, Wade, we'll see you next week. Thanks for coming in. Yep. Godspeed. See y'all later. See Bye. Later. All right, so you all are climbing up in your mechs uh, through the hole that Kion had actually uh, destroyed his way uh, through coming down to the hangar slash loading bay. Um, what, what's going through your minds as you're trying to navigate your way up to the bridge? It's getting tighter and tighter uh, as you all go through. Yeah, I would be just finding a place where I can actually ditch this mech um, just because I think most people understand there's an explosion. They're either terrorists or they're pirates. You know, at this point, I think we know that they're stealing stuff. But uh, mechs going through a ship is is probably going to draw some attention. And even though there's not external security, I don't know at what point normal security is going to kick in. Uh, I'd rather just be in an elevator somewhere else trying to get to the bridge. Okay. So you all do find a spot where you can uh, safely exit your mechs, and you just seem to be in this side hallway that's meant primarily for crew members. Uh, and after a very short period of trying to find your way around, you start seeing signs uh, for like main deck, uh, bridge, uh, comms array, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's all kind of clustered in the same area. It only takes you a few minutes of running around up and down stairs to, uh, uh, to, Get your footing in the ship. 
So you all are heading towards the bridge? Yes. All right. So after, uh, after about eight minutes or so of jogging around, trying to go up and down stairs, uh, a lot of this area is still pretty dark. You know, you're in a side passageway. The dim red lights are pulsating slowly to provide some sort of last-ditch effort at lighting so you're not just navigating completely blind. You eventually come upon one of the main entrances to the bridge. Now, even though these uh, sci-fi swoosh doors are mainly metal, you do uh, th- they are equipped with these uh, portholes, you could say, to where you could actually see through to the other side. And when you get there, you actually see... Uh, looking through this porthole, that the bridge has been torn into from the outside. Uh, that the bridge is dark. There aren't any screens flashing. There's no alarms. There's no personnel scattered about, busily working to uh, to correct the ship's course uh, to get it back on track. There aren't people running around working, but there are parts of people floating throughout the bridge. It's very, it's a disturbing scene. It was an absolute massacre. You do, however, see into the bridge just one section of lights, and it seems to be a data table that has the same flashing red sequence uh, as down in the hangar. Now, keep in mind, this part of the cabin uh, well, the, the the entire ship is still in a decaying orbit. Okay, and you can actually see this pretty clearly from the from the porthole looking through the bridge. It has a direct line of sight to the planet below you, uh, Pollux. So, the data table is on the bridge that's corrupted. It's just a matter of getting to it. What do you think? I, okay. I, I look at sugar. Yeah, I just look at sugar. I'm like, well, blowing it up's an option, but getting there. Um, a question for the GM. Mm-hmm. Um, last episode, when we were going through the offices, um, somebody found a rifle with explosive rounds and handed it to me. Do Mm -hmm. I still have that, narratively speaking? I mean, obviously, I I don't, I mean, I don't think I would have put it inside the mech with me. I don't know, you know, I imagine I probably just left it on the floor, um, but I didn't specify that I was going to pick it back up when we use the mechs to climb out of that garage area. So is it fair to say that I just don't have that anymore? I thought you had, like, picked it up and taken it. I did. And then we found Big Bad in the garage and then we hopped in the mechs and started mm-hmm. that combat sequence. Well, let's think of it this way. Do you think Delora D bomb would easily part with any explosives she found laying around? Not if she could help it. Probably not if she could help it. So I don't think it's beyond beyond the realm of possibility that she would have kept those explosive rounds uh, on her if it were at all possible. Okay. Um, I think it's reasonable to say you held on to those explosive rounds. 
That okay. totally seems like something your character would do. Yes. Um, then in that case, because you did specify the scene, you said advantage on damage rolls for that scene. Um, so does that go away? Since now we're on to... I think we'll just go ahead and let it roll to the end of the mission. Okay. That's what I needed to know. Okay, so then if that's the case, um, continuing the conversation uh, with script, I can definitely blow it up if that's more feasible. I've got these rounds, so... I can get it done, hopefully. The issue we're going to have is... I just tapped the glass of the porthole. <laughs> There's no air on this side. Best I can think is we have to look around for some... better hard suits than these. Uh, so, DM, when I, when I know close to the bridge, if there are... Uh, yeah, you know, just around the corner or something like that, or you know, one one floor to the left or something where um, would be a designated. Um, oh hell, what do you call it? Basically, emergency space suits. Yeah, that that you know, fire extinguishers, even um, <laughs> escape pods, even like escape pods specifically for you know the captain and his crew up front, where everyone else would you know have a majority of the lifeboats you know down below with that. But that, they have that, a little seems, <laughs> that seems reasonable enough. Yeah, um, for the pilot. <laughs> now let's go ahead and roll for it. Let's meet or beat ten. Thirteen. Thirteen. All right. Now, what I need you to do next is flip a coin. And this isn't a yes or no. It is a one or two. Does that make sense? So it's more like an option A or option B. Except I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay? Sure. So do either of you have a two-sided die or coin? I've got odds and evens. Odds and evens. Okay. Uh, Sugar, I think you bought some dice. Do you have a coin? I don't have a court. I mean, uh, yeah. If I just walk to the other side of my room, yes, I've got a quarter. All right. So, who wants to be heads and who wants to be tails? I'll be tails because I really like the tails on this quarter. <laughs> All right. Script is heads and Delora is tails. Go ahead and flip that for me. It landed on tails. It landed on tails. All righty. So you all did find, uh, it, you know, basically uh, what you were look what you were looking for: emergency spacesuits. Uh, you are able to relatively quickly don them, and you ready yourselves. Uh, I assume uh, by the door to the bridge is that what you're doing um if i if i could help it knowing how depressurization works i would try to find a control panel not too far away in the same section and 
maybe remotely open the bridge door just because of that. As soon as it opens, there's a violent suction. So what you're trying to do is rather than just a, like a hundred percent swoosh, are you trying to like crack open the door so that it like softly? No, uh, no, I just, I just don't want my body to go Whoa, right in space. I'll let it just uh-huh. depressurize and then you like, you know, walk to the open door. So you're trying to depressurize the, basically you all are in a large extended hallway. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this door separates you from the bridge. Uh, so you can depressurize this area uh, safely and slowly, but it would involve partially opening the bridge door. Is right. that? Yeah. So functionally yeah, you're trying to just. Yep. Okay. So you're just trying to functionally like more safely um, keep you all from getting sucked out violently and just thrown out of the ship. Right. That's what you're getting at. Yes. Okay, that seems reasonable. Uh, go ahead and do your 1d20 with uh, accuracy and anything you think uh, would contribute to it. Just uh, argue your case. All right, I think uh, hacker fix. Obviously, I'm, I'm using some sort of system, no matter how faulty it is, to open a door from afar. And um, I think that's all I'm really going to be using with my grit. It's going to put me at an 18. An 18 will do it. You are able to crack open the door. And although at first it's very sudden and kind of violent, uh, you all just kind of brace yourselves against the wall in the, in the corner by the door there. And the air uh, just leaks out and leaks out and leaks out and leaks out. And um, the, the gravity... The gravity itself isn't affected as much from the depressurization um, as much as the angle of the ship is still changing and you all are getting closer and closer to orbit now, but you have successfully depressurized this part of the ship uh, as you wanted. Now, with the air being completely out of here, um, Delora... Yes, sir. Do you remember that tails you rolled? Yeah. So we were selecting which space space suit had a slight tear in its seal. (laughs) Suck it, nerd. (laughs) Go on. With all of the explosions and shrapnel that's been blowing through the ship uh, as part of this massacre, unfortunately, part of your spacesuit uh, was uh, was compromised. So you just start to, uh, as the door slides the rest of the way open, you feel yourself just getting like lighter and lighter of breath. Uh, you're not really sure what's going on. Maybe you're just overly excited, a little bit traumatized from what's going on. Uh, you, you know, maybe your heart rate's just a little bit elevated, but something definitely doesn't feel right. Okay. I can't breathe. Well, just stay cool. It'll take like a minute. Mm-hmm. I can't breathe. So the data table is uh, within shooting range. 
uh, you're starting to feel just uh, you're feeling a little bit dizzier and a little bit dizzier by the second. Uh, you've got the weapon with the explosive rounds chambered. What do you do? I'm breathing heavy. I'm going to aim and fire and see if I can steady my hand and try to uh, hit the damn thing. All right. Go ahead and roll your d20 with a difficulty. Is that that d6 that I have to roll? Yeah, roll your d6 and uh, subtract that from your d20. All right. Am I adding grit at all or no? Yeah. Okay, then that's a 14 total. That's a 14. Excellent. So basically what happens is you start to get dizzier and dizzier and as you're aiming down the sides you you start to uh, just lose consciousness a little bit and your aim falters just ever so slightly and you actually fire into the side of uh, the nearby wall first Um, and like most uh, if not all spaceships at at this point have some kind of emergency containment system for ruptures in the side Um, this emergency foam just starts to spray all around you uh, and you're kind of getting your, your vision is abrupted not only from the dizziness but the foam that is just spraying wildly around you all now and it starts to go up uh, around your all's body and solidify and just before uh, you, you know like it, it's covering like 25 percent of your body 50 percent 75 percent as it's trying to contain all of what's happening it's trying to artificially seal the uh, the breach in the hole, right? So it's basically like a quick hardening foam. It covers 25, 50, 75%, uh, just quicker and quicker. And before you lose consciousness, you manage to pull the trigger one more time. And that's where we're going to pick up next week. Sounds good, guys. We'll see you next week. This is Script logging off. Bye now.